Hello and welcome to another Tea Break podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Gemma. In this bonus Tea Break podcast, we're going to be talking about our recent visit to Norwich Castle Museum and Art Gallery. So, full disclosure, when we went, some areas were closed because the castle is undergoing a £13.5 million makeover. But there was still plenty to see, including a temporary exhibit of the, the last voyage of the Gloucester, Norfolk's Royal Shipwreck. And it was also cheaper to visit at just £7 each. I couldn't find out how much it normally is, but I've got a feeling it's about £20. Yeah, that sounds about right. So if you plan on going, maybe check first. And apparently the update, the renovation, is meant to be done this year. It doesn't say an estimated time point in this year, but this year is on their website. <laughs> okay, so obviously the castle is a museum now. But do we have some records on its history? Well, because this is only a, a 15 minute podcast, I can't cover all of the history, but we'll take a whistle stop tour. So William the Conqueror ordered the construction of the castle and construction began probably in 1075. It was one of 48 castles mentioned in the Doomsday Survey of 1086. It's been suggested that somewhere between 17 and 113 houses were destroyed to allow the castle to be built. And excavations in the 1970s showed that the bailey was built over a Saxon cemetery. In 1075, the castle was besieged by troops loyal to the king to put down a rebellion known as the Revolt of the Earls, which was co-led by Ralph de Gale, Earl of Norfolk. However, at the time, the siege, Ralph was abroad trying to gather support, so his wife, Emma, was in charge of the garrison. The siege lasted three months and ended when Emma secured promises quote, that she and her garrison would be unharmed and given safe passage out of the country. In 1190, when the Jewish population of East Anglia were fleeing violence, the castle offered them sanctuary. Sadly, those that didn't make it inside were massacred. From 1220 to 1887, parts of the castle were used as a jail, with executions taking place in the grounds, the most notable being Robert Kett in 1549, who led the Kett's Rebellion, and the double murderer, James Rush, in 1849. So it's had a long history then. So when did they decide to make it a museum? The museum was opened by the Duke and Duchess of York on the 23rd of October, 1894. And to quote their website, houses internationally important collections in archaeology, natural history, regimental history, and fine decorative and contemporary art. So with that out of the way, let's chat a little bit about our visit. What was the favourite part or item for you? What stood out? The crossbow. You did love that crossbow. That crossbow was beautiful. Yes. I think it's the fact that it was so decorative. Yeah, because it wasn't really a to-be-used one, was it? It was no. the, the label kind of made it sound like it was more a fashion accessory. Yeah. Kind of a statement item that you would wear amongst your peers to show people how much money you had rather than it being your everyday hunting item. <laughs> I mean, don't we all have one of those? It's like getting the fine china out. Fair. It was really beautiful. It and it was. really stood out because the cabinet it was in, there was no other weaponry. No, that was it. That was the one thing. But, yeah. How about you? We're going I think with it. it. Was a Ro- I think it was Boudicca and the Romans. Okay. 
one of the first galleries we went into was called the Boudicca and Roman Gallery. And um, that is where we discovered Bollock Sword. Yes. No, it was a dagger. It was definitely a dagger. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Whatever the blade part of the... Uh... Yeah, that got lost. Yeah, we, we may have giggled quite a lot and got some dirty looks. Those people that were in front of us didn't understand why we were laughing so much, but it was in massive writing on the wall. It wasn't like it was a small thing in a cabinet. It was no. huge and displayed on the wall. I mean, if that's what it's called, that's what it called. And when you see like the pictures of it and when you see it, you understand why it was called that. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, it was definitely a highlight, mainly I mean, because it rendered us insensible for several minutes. Yeah. So we'd been through the bird gallery, Ooh. which had tickled us to no end. And then we went into into that and that was then the next thing that then tickled us yeah there's a lot of taxidermy it, it didn't taxidermy. it didn't help that we'd been there like two minutes and some bright spark said oh there's lots of birds in here i need to have it pointed out that we were in fact in the bird gallery yeah yeah we all in all we were real adults probably wasn't the best day to go <laughs> but there was a lot of taxidermy like yeah. a lot of it if that's not your thing, it might not be the place to visit. And like considering that the that you had to go into an area that was filled with taxidermy to pay. Yeah, I will say that that, that was a temporary table that was set up. So yeah. I'm not not sure if maybe when all of the work's done, maybe you you can avoid that bit a bit better. Yeah, hopefully because. I was a little bit freaked out and I wanted to get out of that bit quite quick. Yeah, we didn't linger. No. Also, some of the lighting down that side was quite bad. Yeah, a few times we had to get like a, the torches out on our phones to read the labels. Yeah, because we couldn't see. So you could see the cabinets on the side that had the taxidermy animals in there. But then in the centre, you couldn't really see anything, even though there was tables in there. Mm. But again, maybe that's something to do with what was going on i don't know yeah it is i will say like our review i guess of our visit is quite difficult to make because we're not sure what standard and what was because it's in a state of upheaval yeah it has great local like it has some great art we're not art yeah, people, not art people. but we did find things that we liked and yeah. a lot of it was local and i was surprised how many women we found that That's sounds dodgy true. yeah that is also very true information about women yeah um there was a lot of it as we went around the castle which was quite good but i have to say we noticed that in cabinets where there was quite a lot of stuff the labeling wasn't great yeah it was sometimes difficult to figure out um for example in the tiny's tea gallery which had all of the teapots mm -hmm. Um, sometimes it would say, oh, from left to right, but there'd be two rows of teapots on the shelf. Yeah, that looked different. They didn't look similar. Yeah, so it, sometimes it was a bit difficult to figure out what you were looking at. And I think that's one of the things, like if you were to take a child or somebody who was impatient, it'd be quite difficult to locate that information. Yeah. Um, 
yeah. Also, there was no one to ask. Like, mm-hmm. even at the British Museum, there were people in the galleries when I went recently that you could have gone and asked, excuse me, which country was this stolen from? There was none of that. I didn't see anyone at the castle we could have asked. No, I mean, there was someone that was, was inside of the shipwreck exhibition. Yes. Um, but that was like the only member of staff that I saw mm. that wasn't with the school trip. Talking of uh, children, and I mean no disrespect by this, obviously you've, you've got a little one, or yes. not so little anymore. Would you say it was somewhere you could go as a family day out? I probably wouldn't take Theo because it felt like it was for older children, if that makes sense. There wasn't really... Yeah anything that would have appealed to a six-year-old i mean the chariot might have done but that was like one thing in the entire yeah again whether that's just because things were closed off we can't say and also covid times yeah but i did also notice like there were activities as you went around like there was um like a brass rubbing station but there was no paper or crayons so well, we were saying about this that maybe stuff got taken away during COVID and then it's never been put back. Yes, because um, on a few of the cabinets there was like a a box which looked like it should have had like those A4 laminated sheets in that you sometimes get that you can walk around with. Yeah, but they were all empty, and it's a shame because there were some amazing things in that collection. Yeah, I got quite frustrated with some of it because it does make you just want to give up <laughs> if you can't figure it out. Then on the other hand, uh, quite a few of the the cases were empty with things being out for conservation. Mm. All of the coins in the Roman bit. Yeah. Like you'd have thought, even if they'd have had like a paper printout or something, they could have put in. Yeah. It was a shame that one of the galleries that was open had so many of its exhibits away Easy. for, yeah, for work to be done. Yeah. As I said at the start, we were lucky enough to visit the temporary exhibit on the last voyage of the Gloucester, Norfolk's Royal Shipwreck. The Gloucester was a ship the Gloucester was a warship which sank on the sixth of May sixteen eighty two, just off the coast of Great Yarmouth. On board was the future King of England and Scotland, James Stewart. The wreck was discovered by brothers Julian and Lincoln Barnwell, and the exhibit has some amazing objects on display. Sadly, I didn't feel like I could enjoy it that much because the gallery was so hot. It was hot. And if I'm saying it was hot, it was hot. It was so hot. I, I, It took away my enjoyment because I wanted to leave. It was so hot. Yeah. At one point, I ended up taking my coat and my jumper off and was yeah. in my T-shirt. But that was the only gallery. Like the rest of them were fine. Yeah. it was. We weren't the only people that commented on it either. No. So hot to the point that we didn't feel comfortable sitting down to watch like the little informational film they had going mm. on. Exhibit was laid out kind of oddly. Like mm. to me, I'd rather have had the film near the beginning and it was right at the end. You could almost have missed it. Yeah. I would have appreciated slightly more of a story to the ex- exhibit. Like it kind of felt like maybe there was meant to be one, but then I don't know, you just kind of wondered. Yeah, there's like a video you can watch on the singing and you know who was at fault, but you couldn't really hear it. And there was... were many good bits yeah. to the exhibit though. Like the um the petticoat was really amazing. Yeah. I liked um, the the exhibit where they had the stuff that hadn't been conserved yet, so it was in a tank of water still, like in a tank of yes. special water that's still moving to 
preserve the bottles as they were. Yeah, which is really fascinating. Yeah. I've never seen them displayed like that before. No, I thought that was really cool. I think the exhibit's on until like the end of the year. So if you do Mm. get the chance to go, especially if you only because it was free with our ticket. So especially if you get the chance to go when it's only seven pounds. Yeah. We did get slightly annoyed. One of the displays tells, you know, it has the names of the people lost in the shipwreck. Including a dog. dog, Sorry. But it also says a main woman. Yeah. Now, it did later transpire that they aren't actually sure if there was a woman on board. That was a bit of a mystery. They're going basically on a survivor's account and the fact they found some ladies' garments. Yeah. But also that wasn't included with the bit that basically named the dog but didn't name the woman that was like further around the exhibit yes it was a great exhibit though i think i did i'm happy we got to see it yeah it was interesting i will say i found it quite confusing because on the walls as you go into the exhibit room the banners on the wall that tell some of the story are the same each side so it would be very easy to miss things because you might or uh, you know at one point, I assumed maybe the exhibits were the same. Yeah. To spread people out. And they're not. No, they were totally different. Yeah. But yeah, I got confused by that as well. This all sounds really negative, and, I, and we don't mean it to be like, genuinely enjoyed it, saw some really good things. Lots of cool teapots. Lots of cool teapots. So normally we tell you about the amenities in the places we visit. But as we've been saying throughout, because there's work going on, this isn't going to be like a straightforward way of telling you. Also, I don't think we used anything. We didn't, neither of us visited the facilities and because we were going for lunch, we didn't go to the cafe. No, that's very true. I think it was a pop-up gift shop. I don't think it's the one they normally have. I could be wrong on that though. I mean, it was really well stocked, but you are paying castle prices. Given that the castle is in the city centre, there's plenty of public transport which i would recommend because the castle doesn't have its own car park obviously you can park in town but that was very expensive i think it cost us 10 pounds yeah not ideal so so as always uh you'll be able to find pictures from our visit on our instagram which will be in the description box below and we'll put the castle website in the description as well so you can check it out for yourself but until next time take care of yourselves and each other